Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, everybody? Thank you for listening to the Gina Bianca podcast. We're back again for another episode. So grateful that you're all here listening. Uh, If you choose to listen while you're driving to work, you know, if you've binged this whole podcast, you know, thank you so much for your support. I just finished up my spring tour and uh, I can't even tell you how many people were like, I love your podcast. And I was like, you listen to my podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, I really always feel so grateful when people take the time to listen and when they choose choose to fill their free time or their education time with my content. I'm so grateful. So today I'm going to do some Q&A that I've been getting and I've been kind of taking the questions and saving them uh, for my next uh, podcast recording. So there's a few different questions. We're going to get into it and I'm going to just give you my honest answer, not knowing much information. So, you know, take it or leave it for what it is. I, I have people message me all the time and they ask me questions. I'm like, I really can't give you like a great answer without knowing more. So I do my best, but honestly, the podcast is a little bit more of a it's a little bit better of a platform to kind of explain my answer rather than going and just typing someone a quick response. So I really try not to give people like off the cuff advice uh, without knowing a lot of information and through messenger, like through text or anything, because honestly it could be taken completely out of context. So I've been saving these questions for this episode. So here we go. So the first question is, I need some advice. I work in a commission-based salon and all the girls but one walked out today. Ouch. The owner called me and offered a commission raise for me to stay. I make 42% commission right now and she wants to offer me 45. To me, it doesn't sound like very much. We are a high traffic salon, but I feel I don't make what I deserve. Would I make more on my own? I have a pretty decent following. I just feel really weird about this situation. So it's a lot to unpack because the salon owner just went through hell. Uh, They're going through hell right now. Having a walkout is probably the scariest and worst thing that could happen to a salon owner. And I know that many salon owners kind of set themselves up for a walkout, not having great leadership or great systems or great follow through. It happens and not every salon owner is perfect. I sure was not perfect when I had my employee based salon. I did my best, but knowing what I know now, I could have done so much more. So I think the first thing is to take into consideration and have the perspective that, you know, the owner is doing the best that they can with what they know right now, right? And their situation that they're in now, like they're a human being, they're doing the best that they can. I like that the owner offered them a little bit more money to stay. The owner obviously knows that they're screwed right now and really needs this person to stay. So to give them a commission bump is very nice. And this person, uh, you know, making 42% right now and getting a commission raise of 3% to 45%, it doesn't seem like very much, but over the grand scheme of things, it could be a decent amount more money. Uh, And it's better than nothing, right? So the owner did see like, hey, I need to do something to get this person to stay. And um, the stylist is like, I don't know if it's enough. Should I just go on my own? So um, to her, it doesn't seem like very much, but it is something. 
uh, she said, we're a very high traffic salon, uh, you know, which is great for you. I mean, if you're a high traffic salon, you don't really have to market yourself as much. That's a huge benefit. Uh, and usually when you're booth rental, that's not the case. You have to market yourself. You have to bring your own clientele in. Um, and a high traffic salon is a great scenario for a stylist, you know, to go and build a clientele and go independent. You know, it does happen all the time. So it's like a blessing and a curse for the salon owner. The salon owner is not training and retaining staff and focusing on training and headhunting and not even really headhunting, but hiring and retention. You know, they will run into that. You know, we had a lot of people come in through my salon and that was through my reputation. We didn't have a we weren't on a main strip mall or anything. It was from my social media marketing that we brought a ton of people in. And I ran into that. People would build a big clientele and then go independent. And it was pretty hurtful, you know, but it is what it is. It's just the cycle of the business. So long story short, I think it really depends on if you want to be booth rental or not like if that's your dream if that's your goal if you want to be independent if you want to manage your own business if you want to take on the stress of that I mean it's not as scary and crazy as everyone makes it out to be I'm not the one to tell people like you can't go booth rental it's too hard because it's really not it's just a lot more work so she says I don't feel like I'm making what I deserve and my question to her would be like well what do you think you deserve right? Like, I don't know how long she's been working there. I don't, them, I don't, they, them, he, she, I don't know who this person is. I don't know how long they have been working there. So I don't know, maybe they're working there 10 years and they're expecting more, but why don't you feel like you're making what you deserve? You know, seeing an entire group of your friends or coworkers walk out might make you question, like, am I making what I deserve? But I don't feel like 45% is a low commission rate. I would also ask her, what, uh, what else are you getting from that salon? Because when you pay the salon 55% of your earnings, you're paying for something. So some things you might be paying for, the space to work in, the product that you're using, so the hair color, the back bar, all of that. Maybe you're paying for somebody to ring out your clients, book your appointments, manage your business for you. Maybe you're paying for a W-2 so that you're getting some of your taxes paid for. You know, maybe you're uh, paying for education. I'm not really sure what you're getting. So I can't tell you if you're making what you deserve. If you're getting kind of the bare minimum and you're not getting too much, like there's no front desk person, maybe you're not even getting paid legally, then I would say, mm, you know, maybe it might be better if you had your own business because you kind of already do. But if you're getting a lot from your salon, then, you know, 45% is decent. I think that that's good. You know, in my salon, I didn't pay 45% commission. I paid team-based. I paid everyone hourly, and it kind of averaged out to about 42%. But I also provided paid vacation, all of the products they needed. We did a team bonus. Like, we offered a lot. We had guest care. We had assistance. We had a lot of support in the salon. And guess what? That costs money. So it really depends on what you're getting from your salon to know if you're getting Getting paid correctly so again I would ask her like are you what are you getting from your salon because I don't know if you're getting what you deserve so that's another question I would have um, and then she asked what I 
make more on my own. And that's really up to you as a business owner. Uh, when it all shakes out with your expenses, depending on how rigorous you are with your expenses as a booth renter, you're really kind of making a similar amount, uh, maybe a little bit more, but you've got to worry about your taxes, your health insurance, your 401k or your retirement, uh, all of your orders, all of your products, any guest problems, uh, all of your marketing tools, education, all of those things like you're paying for. And typically when you're paying, when you're getting commission, you're paying the salon to offer all of that. So the higher your commission rate, usually the less the salon offers, the lower your commission rate, the more the salon offers. So it really depends on what your salon is offering you to see if that's fair. And would you make more? I'm not sure. Would you be as busy as you are now if you went independent? Because 45% of nothing is nothing right? So if you go uh, on your own and you're making now 60% of everything with your expenses, maybe you have a 40% expense, you know, but you don't have any clients, you're definitely not going to make more, right? So if you have a great following and your dream is to go independent and you're an organized person, you can manage yourself and you can run your own business, why not go booth rental? But if that's not something that is your dream to do that you don't want to do, then maybe not. So I understand they said, I feel really weird about this situation. I mean, it is a weird situation, right? So, you know, everyone just walked out. You're the only one left. It might feel like I deserve to make 70%, 60%, you know, uh, or I'm just going to go off on my own like everybody else. But you got to keep in mind what the salon is offering because that costs money. So in any situation at work, I highly recommend having a sit down with the owner off-site scheduled and talking with them about what your expectations are, what you need from them, and your concerns. Because when the owner knows nothing, they can't do anything. So I highly uh, recommend talking to the salon owner about what you need and what's going on so at least they have a clue. A lot of people don't do that. They just complain and then leave or complain to everybody else but never have the conversation. Uh, I would recommend having open communication with your salon owner. And I understand that some salon owners make that very difficult. So, you know, you have to set boundaries with what you're willing to accept. So uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but expect what you accept, right? So if there's no boundaries in the salon and you accept that, then you should expect it, right? So do what you need to do to have that conversation. And I always give it like the three strikes rule. And some people think that's too generous, you know, but um, I think that, you know, sharing your concerns with the salon owner is huge. And I would not make any decision off of this without speaking to the salon owner a couple of times and seeing what happens. Because obviously at this point, I hope after having a huge walkout <laughs> that the salon owner is reevaluating what's going on. So that's my answer to that. My answer is basically, I don't know if you're making what you deserve because I don't know what the salon offers. 45% uh, is a great commission rate, assuming you're getting, you know, a great salon to work at. Uh, will you be busier or will you make more on your own? It really depends on you. But before you go off on your own and go independent, 
just know that there's a lot more work involved than just coming in and doing hair and going home. So it's not impossible. It's not crazy difficult. I'm not going to try to scare you out of it because I help a lot of people go booth rental, but it really depends on if it's your dream and if it's what you want to do. Like if you're an artist and you want to just go in, do hair, go home, working in a salon is going to be amazing for you. And if you can find a great salon that offers you what you find value in for your commission rate that you're giving, then that's great. But you might have to do some searching to find a salon that offers you what you find value in. Maybe a salon offers bare bones. You come in, you do your work, you go home. Uh, maybe they don't offer reception, but maybe they offer education and you're willing to give a little bit more of your commission for that or maybe like give a little less commission because they don't have the front desk, but a little bit more commission because they offer great education. It really is a negotiation. And I think that salon owners today need to kind of look at what they're offering and make sure that their staff find value in those things. Sometimes they don't find value in the things that we as owners see massive value in. So it's really about finding out what your team wants, what they value, and as a stylist, what do you want and what do you value and does that align with where you're working? So let's move on to the next question. But before we move on, I want to let you all know that I'm going on tour in the fall. So excited for this. I have a brand new class. It's called the Hairstylist Hustle. It is not your ordinary hair class. We are going about things much differently. This class is like 80% business, 20% hair. And some of the classes are business only. I am so passionate about teaching about business that I've chosen to do about half the tour business only. Three hour classes to help kickstart your business and help you become a recession-proof hairstylist. So what does that mean? You know, the economy sucks right now. <laughs> We're in uh, a recession. It's happening and people get really stressed and nervous about it. But at the end of the day, you can't let your mindset get all screwed up because of this. You have to continue operating and delivering at a high level. So this whole class is all about how to deliver at a high level and how to work a little bit quicker with your services. And it doesn't mean you can't do those beautiful five hour transformations on people who want them, but having other options for your clients who may have to start tightening their belts when it comes to their finances. So instead of a guest feeling like, you know, oh, I can't, affo I can't afford this anymore. You have options for them. You have a few options for them so that they can continue enjoying your services and you can continue making money and growing your business no matter how the economy is. So I truly believe that in this day and age, this is not going to be like the 08 recession where, you know, people were really not spending money. This is going to be a little bit different. I don't think hairstylists are going to struggle as much as they did back then because with social media and with how vain people are, people want their hair done and they want to look good. So I really feel like hairstyles aren't going to struggle as much but they're going to need to make some changes and offer some express services so in my hair classes that i'm doing i'm doing about half the tour hair and business the other half is business only the hair classes i'm showcasing two express color techniques and then the whole business curriculum this class is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, this class was built to develop grit and serve ambitious hairstylists who want to maintain their passion and energy behind the chair. You know, people who want to continue growing, who are crazy about their jobs. And I use the word hustle because, you know, uh, I saw this quote the other day and it was just like, hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. And some people are all like grossed out by hustle culture and all of this. But listen, we're not talking about working 
working yourself to death and becoming burnt out. We're talking about being obsessed with your career, being obsessed with this industry and being the best that you possibly can be. And if that sounds like you, sounds like who you want to be, show up to my class. You're going to love it. You could visit GinaBianca.com slash hairstylist hustle to see all of the cities we're going to. We're literally going everywhere. (laughs) I have three tours. We're doing a California tour. I'm going to Santee, California, Claremont, Fresno, and Sacramento, and Walnut Creek. We're going to five places in California. Then I come home for a little bit, and we're doing another tour that's just straight New England. Uh, The New England, or Northeast rather, we're going to Providence, Rhode Island, Worcester, Mass, Londonderry, New Hampshire, Bidford, Maine, Williston, Vermont, Albany, New York, Syracuse, New York, Buffalo, New York, Luzerne, Pennsylvania, and Long Island, New York. Then I'm coming home, taking a break, and then we're doing a Midwest and South tour where we're doing... Uh, Let's see, where the hell are we going? Oh my God, we're going to Cleveland, Cincinnati, Louisville, Princeton, West Virginia, Wheeling, West Virginia, Palm Harbor, Florida for hands-on, and then Fort Lauderdale, Florida for hair and business. So we're going to about 23 cities. It's gonna be an amazing, amazing experience. Please come. You can save 10% on your tickets by using the code EARLY10. You gotta use it before June 1st, and then that's it. I don't discount after the early bird because it's not fair to my people who end up paying full price. I don't do last minute discounts. It's not my style. So go ahead, save now with the early bird. And if you're coming with a group, um, this class, I priced it low. You know, my business classes are 195. My hair and business are 295. I priced it low so that sal- to with the economy so that salon owners can bring their staff. So if you're coming with a group of six or more, we have 20% off. If you're coming with 10 or more, we can give you 30% off. So go ahead and just message me and I'll make sure you get that code, but you gotta buy all the tickets together on the same day. Okay, so with that being said, let's move on to the next question. All right, all right, next question, next question. So the next question is, hello everyone. I am still new to this industry and although I feel like I'm talented, I'm still afraid. How do you handle this anxiety? Any encouragement is welcome. I'm afraid of failure and this has caused me to hold back because I do not want to disappoint. Anyone else familiar with these feelings when starting out? I feel like there's a mountain in front of me and I've got to climb it and I can't allow fear to paralyze me. How do you or how did you deal with these feelings? So this is an incredible question and I'm diving deep into this in my hairstylist hustle class because they're the whole business is 80% psychology and 20% strategy. We all have our own business behind the chair, no matter how we are paid. And I think that's something that we need to really understand. Like We all have our own business, our own brand behind the chair. And it doesn't matter if we're commission, booth rent, whatever it is, we all have our own business. And every single hairstylist needs to adopt that mentality and they will be successful no matter how they're getting paid. So a huge part of that and 80% of it is psychology. 80% of it is your mind and your mindset and how you don't let your like thinking fuck you because honestly we 
can get into these like uh, spirals where we get afraid or we get stressed or we get anxious or we don't believe in ourselves or maybe someone says something to us that really puts us in like a spiral and um, it could really affect our output and could affect, you know, the work that we do. So how do you handle this anxiety? So everybody has anxiety and some people have different levels of anxiety and people cope with anxiety differently. Some people don't cope with anxiety in a healthy way. Some people um, keep that anxiety with them like a friend. They like to have it around even though they don't think they do. They get used to having this anxiety in their lives and it's really hard to manage. Um, it becomes comforting. And I know that that sounds really, really, really weird, but it's kind of proven that some people like to have the same problem around and the problem gives them significance and the problem gets them attention. And some people will say, Gina, how could you even say this? Like I would do anything to not have this anxiety. Okay. Well, have you done everything to try to get rid of it? Now, they're going to tell you if you have anxiety to go on medication, and that is one option, to talk to your doctor and get on some medication. And I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you to get on medication. But one thing that you can do is get on some medication prescribed by your doctor after going to the doctor and talking to them about this anxiety. That's one way. The other way is you can treat your anxiety with exercise and a healthy diet and there's so many people who are going to say they hate this advice because they get it from anywhere it's just very common advice but anxiety is typically pent up energy that we need to do something with and anxiety is usually a low level bullshit emotion that is there because we haven't made a decision yet so if I have to decide, if I have to fire someone, right, and this is just an example, if I know it's not working out with a team member and I have to fire them and there's a decision I have to make or an action that I have to take, I have to fire them. The longer I wait to do that, the more anxiety will build up around that decision and that anxiety will affect my other decisions and that feeling will affect all of my decisions because it's this low level shit feeling that is literally there because I won't make the decision or I won't take action. So for this person on this question, the action that they need to take is educating themselves and taking risks and facing the failure. You know, you have to face it because no matter which way you shake it or which advice you get from who or how they say it, the, the story is this, growth comes from failure. When you're learning to ride a bike, you gotta fall a few times, right? To learn how not to fall. So you've got to just take those steps and push yourself out of your comfort zone and you will grow from that. But if you hold yourself back from that decision or that action, that low level anxiety is going to grow and grow and grow and it becomes paralyzing. And I totally understand because I've been there before. But what I know from my experience and from my career is that anxiety is destroyed by taking massive action. 
So maybe you're really anxious about doing a bleach and tone on somebody. You're really anxious about it. You won't do it. You're afraid to break the hair. You're afraid to cause damage. You're afraid to cause scalp irritation. You're afraid of the client not liking it. You're afraid of a redo. You're afraid of the toner not looking right. You need to take massive action on that service. You need to do it on a doll head. You need to do it on a model. You need to have release forms in place to protect you so that you feel confident in doing these services you know, and you need to do it. And more importantly, you need to fail, right? So I, you need to do it. And if it doesn't go perfect, you may think that's a failure, right? But that is growth happening. So you need to take massive action. So this person, they said, I'm new to this industry. And then although I feel I'm talented, I'm still afraid. We're all still afraid. We're all afraid. I'm an amazing educator, but I still get scared to get on stage, right? But I have to push through and get through it so that I can get on the stage and learn how to be better next time, okay? It could happen with literally anything. So I, I say, you know, if your anxiety is so detrimental that you need to see a doctor, then see a doctor because I know that it's no joke. I'm in no way minimizing anybody's pain or their anxiety or their depression or anything like that because I struggle with se severe depression and I struggle with anxiety. So if you need to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. I think that that's really important that you have to take care of yourself and see a doctor if you need to. And then the next thing is diet and exercise is amazing because a lot of foods in America, especially this country, is horrible with food. Uh, the chemicals and all of the things that we put into our body and even the drugs and alcohol uh, will cause anxiety as well. If you're numbing out your pain by ripping your weed pen every 20 minutes, how are you ever going to break through anxiety when it's always numbed out, when you're always numbing yourself out? I dealt with this personally and I had to get clean from everything. And it was really, really difficult to face all of that anxiety and all of that fear after it had been numbed out for so long. So instead of self-medicating, see a doctor and try to embrace those feelings and move past them. Uh, exercise will help with that pent-up energy. If you have a lot of anxiety and you feel it in your body, exercise will help you so much to kind of like disperse that energy and you can use it as energy, right? Uh, but the, the main thing is, is that anxiety comes from not making a decision. Typically, if you have that low-level anxiety and you got a hump to go over, you've got a challenge to overcome, a decision to make, once you move through that decision, guess what? You're going to move through that, but guess what? The next decision will be right there waiting for you. It's a never-ending cycle, especially as a business owner, and we all have our own business behind the chair. Every guest is going to cause you anxiety. You know, it's just part of it. So... I say make friends with it. I say <laughs> help uh, use it as energy. And I say look at all of your failures as opportunities for growth. So I hope that that is helpful um, for anyone struggling with that. But uh, that's it for today. Make sure um, to share this episode if, you, if it helped you or if you think it could help somebody else. I really appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to try to get as many of these podcasts out as I can for you. I've been really busy lately traveling, so I had to take a little break 
from the podcast, but um, I'm back and I'm going to try to get as many episodes as I can for you. We do them every Monday, every Monday that we can, (laughs) but more importantly, I hope to see you live and in person or in mastermind so I could work with you directly. So I hope to see you there and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. See you on the next one. Oh, 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 oh